it was Gavaskar, the real master. Just like a wall, we couldn't know Gavaskar at all, not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't know Gavaskar at all. You ready? Yes. It's up. I'm ready. Don't call an ambulance for me yet. Call time. <laughs> What a, that that could very well be the greatest ODI innings ever played. It probably is the greatest ODI innings ever played. That was just madness. I was. It's very funny because you. I was obviously fast asleep. Uh, you called me. It was like maybe six thirty in the morning for me, and I'm like, oh okay, this is something must something crazy must be happening in the Afghanistan game. I checked the score. Australia ninety eight for seven or whatever when you. Call. That's like, okay, why I great. called you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I knew you were calling me because Australia were losing. I just had that feeling. Um, and of course, I wake up an hour later. They're still seven down. Maxwell's already passed his century at that point. Uh, um, just oh man, like it's it's heartbreaking for for Afghanistan, but what an innings. Anyway, uh, what an epic night to record. Welcome to the No Balls Cricket Podcast, everyone. Um, I'm Sudan Pradhan. Um, the other man on your screen is Mr. Aditya Devrat. And um, yeah, just wow. Um, just wow. I mean, just, it, 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 you can't even do the wow meme. Like, this is too no, good. No, I don't even. I, it, it, it's too good to ruin with that, just like a wow. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just in complete disbelief. Um, I mean, they had oh. him. Also, that's the other thing they had him. They had that the most dolly of catches. That catch would dropping that catch puts a Pakistan to shame, man. Like that. Oh that's my god! It. it was such a oh, like club cricketers <laughs> wouldn't drop that shit. Um, uh, anyway, um, before we get caught up in the maxi madness and talk about the miracle of Mumbai, yes, trademark. Um, <laughs> uh, let's swing into the roundup. We'll get you caught up on everything that's happened in the last week. And then we'll go on to the greatest one-day innings of all time. Plus a few controversies that have <laughs> sprung up over the past week. So, the last time we spoke, Afghanistan was actually again right after an Afghanistan game. Um, it was when they beat Pakistan. Uh, since then, South Africa have beaten Bangladesh, absolutely smashed them, then gotten absolutely... Smashed by India. Uh, in the middle, they had a tough uh, tough time of it against Pakistan, but just limped to a very good win, actually. Um, England have just been England. Just been total shit. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. Like, you, lo- you, lose, you lose that badly to Sri Lanka. You lose, you get bowled out for, uh, what was it, 83 or, no, sorry, 129 against India when you're chasing 230. Like, it's, how? Oh, I don't know. Like, they they had done a good job in the first half of that innings. It looked like India might be in danger, and then anyway, I don't know. I I can go on about shitting on England for a while. Um, what else? Pakistan somehow is still alive in this tournament despite all of their best efforts to have crashed out. Uh, thanks in thanks in part to some amazingly bad captaincy, not from Babar Azam but from Kane Williamson. Um, yeah. Uh, and and a great and a great innings from Fakhar Zaman, who finally got picked and showed up in the way people have been dreaming for. Well, Pakistan fans have been dreaming for him to show up um, with a blistering century. 
Um, what else? Just on, South a, Africa also- just, just on a side note, before you go on, remember Pakistan fans' wet dream is not Babar Azam, but uh, Babar Azam, but Fakhar Zaman scoring a hundred like that. <laughs> I think they've up. given up. On the, I think they've given up on the idea of like Babar Azam turning into a better batsman than Kohli or whatever. Um, but yeah, look, Pakistan have struggled playing modern style cricket. Fakhar Zaman has actually not been as good at that as he can be. But for one day, he showed up, and I mean. They they probably would have ch- even with you know the chase help was helped by the rain but even with without DLS I think in a full game they were you know they got to two hundred and twenty five overs so they could have easily gotten to four hundred after that um, yeah now we have Pakistan New Zealand Afghanistan fighting it out for the last uh, semi final spot and New Zealand are still slight favourites but they really put themselves into a spot that they didn't need to be in the way they started this tournament they've lost their last four and they've put themselves into a bit of a hole now. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we're all forgetting the greatest. No, no, no. That that doesn't go as part of the roundup. That that gets its own special. Section. Oh, that gets its own special mention. Less. But yeah, yeah, the, the the salient part, the roundup part of that is that Bangladesh beat, beat Sri Lanka. Uh, the details let's get into. We'll get into the details later. The salient part is Bangladesh beat Sri Lanka, and then of course tonight the miracle of Mumbai, Afghanistan lose to Pakistan, uh, lose to Australia. Uh, India have been unbeaten throughout. They've basically destroyed whoever's come their way. Uh, in the midst of all of that, uh, New Zealand also ended up losing to South Africa the, in the game before they played Pakistan. So those are the other sort of really another important awful, results. Another awful bit of captaincy in that game, putting South Africa into bat after winning the toss. Yeah, that time by Tom Latham. Um, anyway, uh, in the midst of all of that, this is what the uh, World Cup table looks like at the moment, this is just post the um, uh, Afghanistan-Australia game. Uh, just going to bring this up so that everybody can have a look. Here's the table. India now well clear of everybody. Um, yeah, know, I remember it, when, when the biggest controversy in, in this tournament was that uh, India were wasting too much time letting Kohli get to centuries and they were hampering the net run rate? Yeah, they're miles ahead. It doesn't matter. They absolutely... They annihilated England, then they annihilated Sri Lanka, uh, they and then they annihilated South Africa, and none of those three were even remotely close. And that's been basically them after you know chasing in the first five games, then they batted first in the next three and won all of them. Um, so that's that. South Africa have had two losses now, um, bizarre one to the Netherlands in the midst of all of that, and then of course the annihilation by India. They're still through to the semi-finals, though. They will face Australia after tonight. Um, and now we have a three-way shootout for the final semi-final spot between Afghanistan, New Zealand, and Pakistan. What that means, though, is for Afghanistan to complete the fairy tale and qualify. Some results have to go their way. They will need either. Uh, well, they will need both New Zealand and uh, Pakistan. Pakistan. To lose, or they will have to spank South Africa by. Yeah, they need to I, somehow make up that huge net run rate deficit, which they, I mean, they were on course to do that today. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, they're playing South Africa. Just getting a win would be impressive. Doing it big by 
a big enough margin to overturn that net run rate gap would be something even bigger. Um, New Zealand faced Sri Lanka. You would expect them, even though the they've really slumped in the last four games, you'd expect them to win that one. Pakistan faced England. So at this point, Pakistan, I think, clear favorites in that one. Um, and the calculation, at least, between New Zealand and Pakistan is that Pakistan have to effectively beat New Zealand's margin by by 130 runs, if you assume you're, they're both batting first. So if New Zealand win by win by a run, by the barest of margins as as a as a catchphrase, as is, run, yeah, uh, then Pakistan would have to beat England by 130 runs to qualify. So England can be, to be fair, beating England by 130 runs is not really a challenge at this point. No, uh, and also the last thing on this table, what we have to look at is the number eight, seven and eight slot. Um, basically, these these teams now one to six are all through to the Champions Trophy. Seven and eight, seven, eight, nine, and ten are all fighting for two slots to qualify for the Champions Trophy in Pakistan in 2025. Um, England and the Netherlands play each other tomorrow, so there can only really essentially be one. Um, well, actually, they could even possibly realistically, if England beat the Netherlands tomorrow and then the Netherlands beat India in the last league game, uh, both of those could qualify, providing that Bangladesh and Sri Lanka both lose. But realistically, you're looking at all four teams being on four points at the end of uh, tomorrow's round of games. But again, England have been so terrible, anything's possible. So that's a huge game in the context of Champions Trophy qualification. So still, remarkably, all to play for in this, in this, in this World Cup. Even for England. Even for England. And with that, we'll complete the roundup. And now, it is time to get in to the main bit. The miracle of Mumbai. Let's begin with that. The big show. Listen, I, I mean, I missed, like I said, it was, I was asleep for most of that. But firstly, just looking back a bit, but great job by Afghanistan to get to 295. I would have said, had I been up at that time, I would have said, you know, this is uh, uh, probably 20 runs short, if not more. Um, as it so happened, I mean, technically, it was a lot short. Um, but then, I mean... Firstly, to have uh, Australia at 91 for 7 and be that close to probably the biggest result in their history. Um, and then for Maxwell to come and do that. And towards towards the end of it, to do that without being able to walk. Oh, so just being able to walk. Just not being able. So, I did watch the game. And there were two mistakes that Afghanistan made. One in selection. I thought... And I... I think they went more the um, the matchups route rather than going with the conditions. Mumbai being the most pace friendly of all the venues in the World Cup so far, um, they picked the extra spinner. So Noor Ahmed was playing, um, and what ended up happening was Australia through a combination of good bowling and some very indifferent batting ended up being four down for fifty, and then of course seven down for ninety. Um, Bit of silly cricket, Labashain running, basically running himself out, ball watching, and then going really slowly. Um, some good bowling from Rashid Khan and uh, Noor Ahmed when they came on. Uh, and then Rashid obviously picking up the two wickets, but also the two quicks at, up at the top in uh, Azmatullah and Naveen both bowled really well uh, to get Australia yeah, in a 
and then they got a bit lucky. Maxwell was then dropped twice. One was a fairly difficult chance, and there was a bit of a mix-up between Rashid Khan and uh, Hashmatullah Shahidi. Shahidi ended up getting a hand on it, but dropped the catch. And then Mujib dropping an absolute dolly. And then from that point forward, he cut loose, and all hell broke loose, basically. I mean, and it was, like I said, you know, he, he had started, I think he came in with a little bit of an injury. Uh, he was also, I think, recovering from a concussion. Um, cramped up towards the end of his inning. So he literally, uh, by the end of it, he was like doing a duck walk just to get singles. Uh, but, and then at that point, they just decided, you know, screw the singles. I'm just going to hit as many fours and sixes as I can. And he, I mean, firstly, a bit surprising little statistical nugget. First Australian to score a double century. Um, the first Australian man to score a double century. Let me be clear. Yeah, the first uh, Australian was Karen Roten. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just destructive. You, by the end of it, you just knew, I think, not even by the end of it, by the time it got to like maybe 80 runs needed, you just knew Afghanistan had no ideas left. And they were just hoping for like a miss hit or maybe get Pat Cummins out so that you can get the get into Zampa and Hazelwood. Pat Cummins, probably the best rear guard knock since like Jack Leach at Headingley. That no, I, I, I think this was better because Jack Leach was hopeless. Cummins has batting ability. He didn't need to do anything. He played the situation perfectly. Yeah, I mean, it's really smart of him to not decide, you know what, I'm just going to give this strike as much as I can. I, they clearly decided time wasn't an issue. Um, you know, they, yeah. could make up, they, they could make up the runs when they needed to. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, 12 of 68, most times in a one day, you're going to be like, that's a terrible innings. But he, he yeah, he just played his role. No, I mean... This has to be the single greatest one-day inning I've ever seen in my life. Bear in mind that with about 60-odd required to win, he was on 140 and he started cramping up. And like yeah. big-time cramping, like he basically couldn't move either of his legs. So the last 60 runs, Maxwell has just thrown his hands at everything and connected with everything, either into but a gap or out of the ground. Some outstanding shots. That little reverse... Reverse the reverse scoop six. Yeah, unbelievable batting. Absolutely unbelievable. Afghanistan got their tactics wrong in the middle of all of this. Um, I thought they bowled the spinners for far too long. They saved some overs from Rashid Khan till the end. But, you know, he just couldn't prize out a wicket. And you felt that... And also, they just weren't taking... I mean, Cummins and, and Maxwell just realized this is the guy we play out. We can hit everyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, you can hit everybody else. And, and, and they took their opportunities perfectly. And um, there was lots of plays and misses from Cummings, Cummings off uh, Nur Ahmed. But, you know, nothing significant. And also, a little bit of luck. Because there were a couple of close DRS calls. One that was umpire's call on stumps that wasn't given. And that went um, Australia's way. and then. Um, you know, a couple of there was a review of Maxwell as well. Again, all of this happened in that period before he started going hammer and tongs. Once he did, they couldn't stop him, they couldn't figure out how. Yep, and the funny bit was now for people that have grown up in the 90s, you've always heard of that of two innings, right? Couple day 15 for five to getting 175 if you've grown up in India. And the other one was, of course, the famous Viv Richards innings where 
him and Michael, he made a 170 and I think Michael Holding was at the other end and they had a 200 run partnership and Holding made one. Um, and, you know, and uh, no offense to Jack Leach, I really like him, but fuck you, England. That's still the greatest one ever in international cricket. Um, and, <laughs> but man, Glenn Maxwell, wow. He needed a stretcher at one point. He still kept going. It was unbelievable. I mean, just the sheer audacity of that knock. I mean, you have to feel for Afghanistan. You really do. But yeah. do you know what? A, a lot of it was self-inflicted. I mean, I'm, the bowling disappeared. Like it, it, I, Whatever strategy they had at the start of this. Did my mic cut out? Did you, could you yeah. hear me throw this? For, the, for a brief second, it cut out, but you're back on now. Yeah, no, I just realized that it, I brought my headphones out like ages ago and then forgotten to put them in. So, give me a second. Can you hear me? Yes, and unfortunately, my fucking partner's a twat. So, we've had some technical difficulties because he forgot to put his, his mic in. He's just an idiot. Weirdly enough, I can still only hear you through through my laptop and not through my headphones. Again, we have technical difficulties because Mr. Devrat is a moron. I, you know what? I'm just going to give up on the headphones. Screw it. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, where was I? Yeah, no, the other, I mean, clearly the, the bowling just... I, I don't know if it was like just they didn't have a, 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 any other plans to Maxwell and they were just kind of just bowling in hope or, or, or what. They just looked bereft of ideas. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of it, they just looked lo- a bit lost. I think they took too long to bring the seamers back as well. I thought there was a period where Maxwell was starting to go and you just needed a change of pace and I thought that would have changed the game. They waited too long and then he was... Then he had just gone into like almost like God mode when he was just hitting everything. Yeah, And, and the other thing, I mean, Maxwell likes teeing off against... He can hit anything, but he likes teeing off against spin. So I think there's a time yeah. where you just pull that back. But I mean... Just sensational, man. Uh, it's, I, I think it's the single greatest individual performance ever in a one-day game. I think it comes down to... We, we've we not really seen this, but it's like that, that couple day 183, which no one, has, no one has actually seen unless they were at the ground. Um, obviously, Ben Stokes' World Cup Finals inning, innings, but... But I think what differs this inning from those two is that this situation had a lot riding on it. And that's number one. And number two, that situation was just so completely hopeless. Yeah, I mean, he's walked in at 49 for four. Soon after that, it's gotten to 91 for seven. I mean, we're repeating ourselves at this point. It's just, you know, it's just just, uh, astounding what he pulled off. The miracle of Mumbai, trademark that. <laughs> anyway, enough talk about Maxwell and how great he's been, and and now it's time for some jokes. <laughs> I'm just sad I can't joke about Australia. I really wanted to. I mean, they were appalling for about seventy percent of that inning. For the first fifteen overs, they were just appalling, and I was just like, okay, great. Afghanistan bowled well, but you know, it just felt like there was no fight in Australia, which is kind of rare. And then Maxwell showed up and started being off, and, and the rest is history. 
I think they just maybe it's it's a weird thing to think given the stature of the two teams. Maybe at one point Afghanistan got complacent and just thought the win was in the bag. Um, I mean, it is speculation here. I can't really claim that that's what happened, but no, I can I can guarantee you that's not what happened. They were trying for a while and they just got to a point where it just got out of hand. It's a it's it's a little, also a little sad that uh, Ibrahim Zadran's innings gets. Uh, Gets overshadowed because that was also a really good century. Um, but yeah, it's at the end of the day, what do you do when someone tees off like that? Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, now enough about that. What are we talking about next? Oh, it's time. Um, come on, bro, you're wasting precious seconds. Enough to put no. my helmet strap, enough to fix my helmet strap. Hang on, I need to fix my headphones. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's going to take hours. Can I time you out again? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're having way too much fun with this. Um, you've, been, you've been loving this since it happened. Oh, absolutely loving this. I mean, there's so much... Car- you know why there's so much karma involved? First, Matthews, for all of the slightly questionable spirit of cricket decisions that he's taken over the years. Well, not that I'm saying that I actually give a shit about the spirit of cricket, but there's been a few that, you know, where he's been captain and he's decided, okay, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be uh, very kind to the spirit of cricket. And then this happens to him. And then, of course, the irony of the whole situation is it happens to the one cunt who never, it happens because of the one cunt who never actually follows the rule. But he finds a fucking rule that he can enforce that will shit on somebody else. Oh, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It'll come as no surprise to anyone who knows my opinions on these things in general that I'm on Shakib's side. Here's the funny bit. I actually agree with Shakib. But (laughs) my problem is he's such a cunt and he behaves so badly that I disagree. Yeah, I mean, listen, his, his history with like you know, yelling at Bangladeshi umpires and domestic cricket and all of that, like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, But listen, you got to be ready in two minutes. He was ready in two minutes. I mean, okay, I guess the call from the umpires was he wasn't ready and he moved away. Uh, And Adrian Holsock did give an explanation at the end of it. But, you you know, is what it is. It's so dumb because the spinner was bowling. You could have just like forsaken the helmet for one ball. If he even just started marking his guard, he could have done whatever the hell he wanted after that. But there's a lot of karma involved also for for, for this particular um, piece of uh, um, Twitter magnificence. <laughs> the uh, the replies. <laughs> I mean, the original tweet is great, but also the replies talking about Root also wearing number 69 and then someone saying, what if it's an important number to his family? And the third one is brilliant. It's a dying game. He's just trying to get young people into the sport. Uh, uh, but then... Okay. This is why grown adult men have 69 as their jersey numbers. Yeah, clearly. Um, anyway, and then... Then, of course, during the bowling innings, he while bowling... Of course, 
he's the one who has to get chucked about. No? He just, it just had to be him. Yeah, and then he gave us one of the all-time great uh, wicket celebrations. <laughs> it is, okay, quick question. Is it as good as Keswick Williams' notebook? Uh, I think this is better. Honestly, because it's like... Okay, hang on. No, I'll, I'll qualify this. I think purely as a celebration, I think Keswick Williams, uh, the, the note-taking thing is, is better. Because it's just, it's really cool. But now he does it like, I mean, it, it gets very lame the way it is. And then you have Virat Kohli doing the same thing with his bat. And I'm like, dude, the guy, it's Keswick Williams. Why are you so wound up by this guy? Here, it's A, it's Angelo Matthews in a World Cup game against Shakib Alasan after the context of everything that happened in the first innings. Let's not forget Bangladesh versus Sri Lanka is the greatest, greatest, nastiest, most spirited rivalry in world cricket. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. It happens in the Nagin Derby ball games. The Nagin Derby. It's like <laughs> the El Clasico of shite. <laughs> um, so that's the answer. <laughs> oh dear God! But yeah, I mean, so uh, Bangladesh actually did end up winning that game, but then postscript more karma. Shaki breaks his finger and is now out the tournament. Not that they're going to go anywhere. Two games left. We have match-winning innings with a fractured finger. Just adding to my to, to my argument for calling him one of the greatest all-rounders of all time. Well, he's. <laughs> Bangladesh have found ways and ways and ways of leaving me absolutely speechless this week. Um, <laughs> and after all of this nonsensical timed out BS, we had um, something else that happened. Um, everybody's heard of the Rob Belinda YouTube page and Rob Moody, um, who was actually on the pod a couple of years ago. Here's a small clip from um, that interview with the three of us. Um, speaking of Pakistan, though, one of my favorite videos that you have on is there's a compilation of runouts of Inzamam. That's what I watch to go to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves the Inzi runout video. Classic. It actually got uh, terminated by uh, by the ICC twice in its existence, oh, wow. and and then it magically came back again twice. <laughs> um, I'm not sure why, but uh, it happens regularly. But uh, yeah, there's uh, it's a pretty funny video. It's a pretty funny video. video. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, that was actually. I think one of the most fun episodes we've done. It was fun to have him on uh, talking about like his entire YouTube archive, which is vast. I mean, he has matches going back to the 60s or whatever. Um, and 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 also, of course, his infamous YouTube uh, like video titles, which have gone down in cricket lore at, at this point. Also, he's just, he was doing work that like no one else was doing, right? This archiving of old matches and then spreading it to, so that everyone could watch all of these, you know, the greats of our game and just get sort of immerse themselves in cricket history. No one's really doing that um, consistently. None of the boards, not the ICC. Um, and this is just, like, he he really was, like, just 
getting people more interested in the sport and getting people to connect with the sport in a better way. And it was like a great service to fans. And the fact that his YouTube account has now been taken down is it's a great shame for all of us. I mean, I, I'm so, you know what, as a fan, I am so teased off by that. And the, the thing that made me most angry about it was there's, and I was watching an old sort of old documentary yesterday and I'm, I'm one of those cricket nerds that absolutely loves going on to YouTube and finding old videos and stuff like that. And, and Rob's channel had so much stuff from the 80s um, which I'd never seen. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I never got to watch Sonny Gavaskar back. I never got to watch Viv Richards play. Uh, I never got to watch the, the the original Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. All of that you could find on Rob's YouTube channel. And it's not just him. There's a bunch of people on YouTube that are doing the same stuff. I mean, you could literally search through highlights of, of, of you know, old games from the 90s and amazing stuff like, like that. Um, but Rob was front and center in that movement. And to see his piece of cricket history just being taken down because some cunt decided that, oh, I want to create a stir and cause a copyright strike. Woo, whoop doo Rob needs to pay me money. It's just so frustrating. And then you can go into the details of who that cunt was and I will show you exactly where he's from and why I'm so pissed off. Um, I I want to say just I'm definitely sad about Rob's account being taken down but the context is hilarious because the reason it's gotten taken down is because of, of this company called uh, Marhaba Cricket India um, claiming which has like digital rights into to Bangladesh highlights or something like that, uh, and so you know Rob putting up some uh, putting up a video was violated their copyright, and so they 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 got that video taken down. But the fact is, even though it's called Marhaba Cricket India, <laughs> the company is actually run by two Bangladeshi people in England. <laughs> Here's the thing. And SP is so pissed off. Here's the thing. This is where I got really annoyed. So Alan Wilkins, famed broadcaster, former Glamorgan left-arm swing bowler as well. Um, Alan Wilkins has been a broadcaster on multiple sports over a number of years. He started off actually for, working for Sky doing squash in the 90s and then, of course, found his way to doing cricket. He did a deep dive and found this lovely nugget of information. I'm just going to share it with all of you guys. This company, formed on the 1st of November 2023, so a week ago, based out of London, Guinness Court Flat 50 Mansell Street. Uh, <laughs> whatever. East one, yeah, fuck that. Mr. M.D. Samsu Jaman Litu. Samsu suck a fucking big, suck a fucker ding dong, as, as, as the guys from, from the great cricketer would say. Sucker fucker ding dong. Bangladeshi director born in November 1984. You know what? He's close to our age. He's only a few years older. Whatever, bro. I thought this might be some old people trying to make a lot of money or something. He's probably... This is a front for some other random fucking thing. Why have they got Rob's videos pulled down? I don't... Fuck off. 
East Bengal. Fuck off. SP, you can't deny the country's nationhood because you don't like their cricket. I am, I am denying them. I am, I am not only denying them. I, you know what? At, at this point, nothing sums up my anger better than this particular tweet. Have a look. Uh, the best way to describe it is that. <laughs> Shakim in Bangladesh are the Marapa cricket India of the situation. Angelo Matthews is wrong. <laughs> um, oh, just oh, suck a fucking ding dong, Marhaba cricket. Samsu Jaman, Samsu, suck a fucking ding dong. No, I don't even, I can. Eh, liar, prick, thief. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's okay. The first time the first time this came up, you were speechless. So it's now funnier that now you all you have to say is just Oh look, our uh, official mascot has decided to make an appearance. Say hi, sir. Oh. Hey, the official the official mascot of the No Balls Cricket Podcast. Guest appearance. Can Siri can Siri feel better than Pakistan? Uh Anybody can feel better than Pakistan. Okay, I'm going to have to pause this because I have to let her out. Good way to segue into one of the better statistical nuggets that have come out of the last week. Actually, you very true. Anyone, you, see, you, see any, you say that anyone can feel better than Pakistan. But actually, so far, no one can. Nobody can feel better than India at this point in time. I mean, they've been fantastic, haven't they? True. But, but apparently, Pakistan has the highest catch efficiency at this, at this tournament. There was a great little clip that I found earlier where Harsha Bogle is like, throughout all of this chaos, um, you know, Pakistan's um, off-field, um, just their board being so chaotic because, chaotic because according to Harsha Bogle, on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, Zaka Ashraf is chairman. And on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, Najam Sethi is chairman. And on Sundays, they decide who they want. Um, and throughout all of that, Pakistan sort of stumble their way through every tournament. And then just when you think everything is going tits up, they sort of figure out a way of coming back. Yep. Again, highest catch efficiency in the tournament. And they're still in the hunt for a semi-final spot. So. The hunt for a semi-final spot. They've finally figured out their batting lineup. Um, if and the office, just on a, going on a segue though, like the Pakistani board with all of that statement that it put out, it'll be really funny. Pakistan makes the semi-finals at this point after that statement. Um, Sri Lanka's board just got fired uh, after demanding answers on Sri Lanka's World Cup performance. I'm like, who are you demanding answers from? You're the board. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. Uh, Bangladesh and their whole like Shakib, Tamim, like all of that, Khalid Mahmood apparently doesn't want to be team director. He's saying he doesn't. He's had no input in any cricket decisions. So basically, Shakib is a tyrant there. Um, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but from but, chaos to, to composure, let's let's segue into the team that's just in total control at this tournament. 
Oh, well, I thought we were talking about the BCCF. No, let's not. Let's just, just no. <laughs> I mean, we could. <laughs> that's a whole separate. That's a whole separate episode. At the end of all of this, the BCCF is still probably the biggest shit show of all of them. But yeah, yeah. it is but, not as publicly a big shit show. No. So there, there, there are two little nuggets of information um, that we're that I'm going to pull up on India, um, which just basically gives you an idea as to how completely and utterly dominant they have been with both bat and ball. Um, so this is a tweet from somebody on Twitter. His name is Mr. Chocolate Hazelnut Spread, but he provides good information. Um, um, not sure why he's called that. Uh, anyway, uh, he's a base, uh, his handle is based IIT, so obviously he's a stats guy. Um, uh, stat segment, sponsored by Chopta Chirinho. Uh, and so this is a comparison basically um, from the most dominant World Cup ever, Australia at the 2007 World Cup, where the batting average was 62.9 and their bowling average was 19.6. That was a fairly long tournament too, with a very similar format to this one actually. Um, and at the end of World, of course, they had an extra group stage, but still, um, the difference being 43.3. India at the 2023 Cricket World Cup, batting average 50.7, bowling average 19. So this is possibly the best ever bowling side in a World Cup, difference of 31.6. But that's how dominant they have been um, over over this tournament. And then just to just to solidify how good the bowling has been, you've had Mohammad Shami come in um, and just rip this apart. Missed the first four games, and he's still the highest wicket taker for India in the tournament. It's been incredible. And then there is then there is the underrated genius that is Jaspreet Bumrah. I mean, this is an absurd statistic. I'm just going to bring this up for everybody on the screen to see, and I will get into the spinners in a second as well because they've been just as good um, and just as dominant. This is, if you can see it clearly, it is economy rates and wickets in the power play um, throughout the tournament um, per bowler. That's the number of wickets. And here you can see Dilshan Madhushankar actually got the most number of wickets for any bowler in the um, in the in the tournament in the power play. The next two are Siraj and Jasprit Bumrah. So Bumrah and Hazel would have taken the same same number of wickets in the power play. But look at this. The economy rate for Hazelwood and Siraj are about pretty similar, say about 4.4, 4.5-ish. Jaspreet Bumrah's is 2.73. And the 2.73, it's the, I mean, so this is the highest scoring power play at a World Cup in World Cup history. Yes, I think it's, in fact, you might just scroll up in this article. It probably, I think I got it from the same place. Um, nope, scroll, scroll back down, scroll back down, scroll back down. Here we go. There we go. So in the in a World Cup that has produced the fastest power play scoring in the history of the tournament, five point four two is the average score is the scoring rate in during a power play. Bruma's going for two point seven three. He's going at half the average rate. And then this is the other crazy stats. The next best among those who it's thirty percent more most in so thirty percent less runs have gone off just with Bumra. Then the next best, which is Hazelwood, actually. 80% of his deliveries in the power play, which are, are dots. 
as he effectively four to five dots every over he bowls in the power play, which is at a time when everyone's going hard. Like this, this is the fastest anyone's scoring in in a power play. It's, I mean, he's been you know some of the injuries that he's had over the last couple of years. I think has been a huge miss for us when he's been been out. All format, one of the greatest bowlers India's had. I think currently probably the best white ball bowler in in the world. Um, he's showing it. he doesn't necessarily, you know, he doesn't often get huge wickets the way Shami just comes up and suddenly randomly gets four and five without having played. But he's consistent. He'll get you one or two wickets. He builds up the pressure so that everyone has to attack attack the other bowlers and they get their wickets. He's just the role he does, and he's. He's good at every stage of the game. He's a great power play bowler. He's a great um, middle overs bowler, and he's an absolutely phenomenal death bowler. He's a complete package. I don't think you get someone like that these days. The the question with Jasprit Bumrah always is: Can his body withstand? Because if his body withstands, he could possibly be one of the great greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think you. When you have those discussions, you're always looking at longevity to a certain extent. Like you want someone who's picked up 400, 500 wickets to be in that conversation. And he may just never play enough matches to do that, especially in tests, I think. Um, but just, I mean, the skill and the talent and what he brings at a, at a, in an era where, especially in limited overs, but even in test cricket too, in an era where scoring is so juiced, the fact that he can be this consistent and also produce some absolutely magic balls. That that little one-two punch he had against Pakistan, where he had the effectively what was an off cutter that just completely bamboozled his one. Run. Yeah, and then the next ball he has, he just goes past the hits the top of off from 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 middle stump. I think it was against Shadab Khan who had just come in. I mean, like batters Unreal. are at sea; they don't know what to do with him. Okay, I'm timing you out because you're talking too much now. We, we need to move on. Moving on to the rest of India. I mean, look. Moving on to the rest of it. And this is the amazing bit. So, there's then a comparison of all the spinners that have bowled in this World Cup. And this is, is actually an even scarier statistic. Right? So, that's, an eco- that's the economy rate and the number of wickets taken by uh, spinners during this World Cup. Uh, Sri Lanka has ironically have been the most expensive, but they've also m- most expensive and taken the fewest wickets. But they've also had, uh, well, they've not been the most expensive. That's Pakistan's who've been absolute trash throughout this tournament. Um, but if you look at that, they're um, they're sort of up there. But also, Sri Lanka have had the most number of injuries in this tournament. So if that's where you don't, you're expecting the run rate to be a little higher uh, yeah. if you get more wickets. Yeah, because that's what people are trying to look for control, and the other side is trying to trying to cash in if they have a good start. And where India so, is on this chart, yeah. If you if you're looking at the teams up on this corner of the chart, that's where you don't want to be. This is sort of, I would say, the average is somewhere around here where Australia is, right? Yeah, where so you're like yeah. taking you taking some twenty odd wickets, you're going at five five and a half and over. That's steady. That's yeah. what you're expecting. Yeah, look at where India is. Way in under, this four and over, under four and over from the spinners, and whatever 27, 28 wickets between Jadeja 27, 28 wickets between Jadeja, Ashwin, and Kuldeep. And Ashwin had Ashwin's only played the one game, so I mean, it's 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 
it's the most well oiled machine in in one in one day bowling we've seen in a long long time uh, and that's essentially what it is what these stats prove to us is that that's what it is it's a well oiled machine i mean barring either a miracle a hailstorm or a terrorist attack uh this is oh, go ahead. <laughs> sorry i had to go oh. um this is possibly one of the most dominant one day teams to have ever existed um and we haven't even spoke about the batting bear in mind we have two run scorers in the top 5 in this tournament in rohit sharma and virat kohli yeah um virat kohli who has who got a century on his birthday on a very uh, on what became an increasingly tough pitch i think we'll, yeah we'll get to kohli but what rohit sharma is doing at the top of the order is incredible uh, i mean he's we spoke about this before he's completely remodeled his approach and he's he's changed the way india play because of that it's now to the point where even though hardik pandya is out and he is the one person that you can't replace in this squad india have just found a way because you know they the top order batters will go and score not to score big but score quickly and then they can consolidate and you don't you're not really missing the seven the hitting from seven and eight because of that yeah absolutely and i think it's you're now at a stage in this tournament where you've seen them chase and they've done it pretty comfortably you've seen them bat first and they've defended totals pretty comfortably and you're like well okay how do you stop them like what do you do do you bowl first do you bat first like what do you do because they can taper their approach depending on the match situation yeah. on a flat wicket they can get a shitload of runs like they did against sri lanka at the wankhede or on a wicket which is doing a bit they have their approach where they changed it against south africa um how do you stop them it's a juggernaut it is an absolute juggernaut um like i said Everyone, barring a couple of injuries or, or or an act of god this team should win the world cup god is busy wishing wishing virat kohli on his birthday so <laughs> and making and making very dumb jokes while doing so god should send shakib back to east bengal oh no he did act of god i mean i was talking about sachin i wasn't talking about actual god so oh you mean the statue of steve smith that's a uh, place at the wankhede <laughs> yeah i i i mean i mean i mean god like when we talk about cricket sachin um look <laughs> the i firstly i think uh, you know well i was alluding to it the way everyone has chipped in obviously rahul had that innings against australia you know in company with kohli and nearly got his entry there uh, had his contributions um shreyas iyer faced a lot of questions after a few uh, middling innings and then really took off against sri lanka and in this game against south africa a really what ended up ended up being a really well managed innings um Yeah, Surya Kumar Kumar Yadav has come in with the injury to to Hardik, and he's um, he you know he hasn't done what say a Klassen or a Maxwell has done yet, but he's you know he's chipping in with the scores that he needs to be. I think the one player we're really looking to have a big innings now is Shubman Gill. I think he was people were expecting him to have the kind of tournament that say someone like Rajan Ravindra, who's taken the world by storm in this storm, tournament. Storm, yeah, absolutely. People, people were expecting that kind of. uh output from gill and it would maybe if he can you know fill his boots against the netherlands and then he you know in top form for the knockouts that that's probably the only thing left yeah um and i mean that's the only tick mark left um even he had a really good innings against sri lanka where sri lanka but yeah got 92 but 
but didn't yeah. go on and evaluated really well against South Africa as well in that power play where they just went absolutely berserk and tore Klassen apart. But um, sorry, Klassen, uh, Janssen apart, back part, tore 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 Janssen apart, and and yeah, I mean. They took down South Africa. They've taken down pretty much everybody. They basically humiliated Sri Lanka. I mean, they were at one point staring down the barrel of the lowest ever score in a World Cup. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's just been so completely and utterly dominant. It's not even a joke. Uh, I just hope it's not completely fixed. Um, anyway, uh, if it means India winning, I'm fine with it being fixed. <laughs> anyway. Um, Moving on, it's been a bit of a hectic episode. Time for some light-hearted humor. Um, on that very happy note, it is time to swing into my favorite segment of the evening. What is it? What is it? What is it? Guess what it is? It is the Nobles Cricket Awards. Take it away. Right. Our first award is we alluded to this earlier, but basically, I don't know, even know what we're calling it. I guess a lifetime achievement award to Rob Moody. Um, just 14 years of of just being a great, one of the greatest content creators, I think, for cricket fans across across the world and just great service to all of us. Also, our first guest and someone we loved having on. Yeah, um, sorry, just a great, just a nice person in general. Yeah, really fun. I mean, he, he made me tone down my Australia hate. That's not easy to do. Yeah, trust me. I know that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna somehow, to... somehow, somehow he's managed to get... He somehow managed to get you to tone down your Australia hate so much that you picked David Warner in your fantasy team. Listen, that's just... I, I can't... When when fantasy competition and a little bit of money's on the line, I you know... I, David Warner's a smart fantasy pick. I might hate him. But he's a smart fantasy pick. Anyway, fair enough. Speaking of fantasy, by the way, there was another bet. Um, and this is our little brilliant spin on this. Um, bear in mind, there was a bet on whether Kohli could make a 100. So Ian and me had a little bet whether Kohli could make a 100 against either England, New Zealand, or South Africa. He nearly did it at the first time of asking when he pissed around trying to get to his 100 against New Zealand and got out got caught on the boundary for 95. Right? And I thought, ah, he's blown it. And then, of course, he decides to troll everybody by scoring a duck against England. Um, but he did manage it. And based on that bet, Mr. Ian Jagan, Mr. Ian Jagan is going to have to wear... There it is. <laughs> That's what he has to wear. Now, he has to bear in mind he's going to have to go around Georgetown Wearing Ishi Kishi 69. <laughs> uh, another Yay! great man. Success! Woo! 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 is like the most random trolling thing possible. Thank you, Virat Kohli. Thank you. That has to be the best birthday gift you could have ever given from yourself to me. Happy birthday to you. Um... So, yes, Mr. Ian Jagan, you are officially, since you've lost the bet, the winner of the Nobel's Cricket Shithousery Award. Shithousery Award. Also, once he he gets that shirt, he has to send us a picture of him holding it, wearing it, that's going to be featured in the body. I'm sorry. He has to be named in shirt. He has to to send a video 
of him wearing that shirt, walking around the seawall in, in Georgetown and yelling <laughs> Ishikishi at the top of his lungs. <laughs> he should do it at the next game in Guyana. And saying that Ian's sad. <laughs> next time India play in Guyana, he has to be shouting Ishikishi. 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 <laughs> anyway. If anyone remembers Ian, he obviously was a really fun guy to have on our podcast. But he's also an absolute troll and, and loves trolling India. And, and specifically me and SP over India for God knows what reason. Um, so this is this is very satisfying for, for both of us, especially for SP. Um, and uh, so in, in order to honor uh, another couple of guests, uh, we are going to give out gold stars. <laughs> right? Now, the first Zazzle's gold star, um, <laughs> Zazzle's gold star uh, goes to Mr. Asan Raza for the most Delulu award thing you could ever say. Where he claimed this is his magnificent magnificent gold star. It says great job on it. Um, Is he the one who claimed that ICC and BCC are arranging for India to bowl with different balls? Yep, 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 yep. That's exactly it. Pakistani conspiracy theories have been amazing. Like DRS, Dil Dil Pakistan not being played, uh, condition. Mickey yeah. Arthur saying that uh, they they've been uh, cooped up in their camp too long. It's uh, COVID nineteen season. Uh, Imamul Haq saying that they haven't got enough protein rich food. All sorts of shit. But hands down, Delulu Award, Mr. Hassan Raza, you win it. Thank you very much um, for being an absolute moron. Um, even but, I even got he even got called out by our next award winner. By the way, yes, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 flip side of all this conspiracy theory coming out from Pakistan is that you we've gotten to see uh, Wasim Akram the only, the only the rational voice in Pakistani cricket. I have to say, by the way, Damade Hind has also been contributing to that, saying that what if why are people this stupid? I think he's just sticking up for his wife's country, but uh, he's going under the radar because Wasim Akram is. Is doing most of the talking on that show, but Wasim Akram has done uh, is doing a good job in basically telling Pakistani deluded Pakistani fans to please stop, just shut up and stop being so deluded. He's also uh, tried his hand at a music career. Have a look. <laughs> this is really good. I want you to listen to Wasim does a fantastic rap no, no, song. You're a, ra- you a rapper. Why I do know, I do rap? You start. I'll finish. No, 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 no. Very... Oh, you start. I'll finish. Acha. Uh, we, I respect you. I love you. And you are our winner of the No Balls Cricket Award for this week. Incredible. And if, and if Zoya Akhtar ever makes a, a, a sequel to Gully Boy, we'll make sure she gets you as a guest appearance. As a guest appearance. And uh, while there's a mosquito flying around on uh, my screen. Uh, what is what? 
this Sam Curran doing at your home? Oh, I was going to swat him. It's fine. Um, on that very happy note, it is time to end. Thank you guys very much for watching. Don't forget to... I'm struggling to contain my laughter here. Don't, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, click the bell icon, say cheese, thank your lucky stars, and go back to East Bengal. Have a good evening. It was Gavaskar, the real master. Just like a wall, we couldn't know Gavaskar at all. Not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't know Gavaskar at all.